Hey there, welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. As always, my name is Brent Trahune and our topic at hand today, I'm gonna not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. It's Haunted Objects, and he's he's back for the first time, Mr. Johnny LaQuasto. A haunted individual for the very first time, and you have all types of haunted individuals sitting behind you That's staring true. at me. I have Jasons, many Jasons staring at me, dude. There's a bunch of Jasons behind me. There's a Bigfoot... Uh, all my horror stuff that you don't get to see on this podcast. No, I even see there are a lot of horror objects, but I even see in the top corner is that uh, what the hell's the damn clown with the balloon? Uh, Pennywise. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the old Pennywise. Then there's the new revised Pennywise. And by the way, this is haunted objects. And I really wish at the end of this episode, if you could just somehow be a ghost that I recorded this episode with the whole time that would uh, really, I don't know what it would do, but it would be a good ending at least. Well, I mean, Hey, if, if, you know, Thanos is out there and snaps his fingers, one of us is going. And then what you're, I don't think you have a roommate, but a roommate comes into frame and he says, Johnny, he hasn't lived here in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. he puts his pinky in his mouth. <laughs> you mean old. Quasto? Yeah. Old man. Quasto. <laughs> Jumped off the 12 story ledge back in 69. Uh, people can still hear him screaming all the way down. He jumped off the <laughs> second floor balcony. <laughs> and for some reason, he was wearing four gold chains on his way down. So you could still hear the rattling of those chains. It's uh, Jacob Marley from a, a, yeah. a Christmas Carol. But Johnny, uh, t- let's tell people who you are before we jump in. You are uh, one of the co-hosts okay. on our other show called The Cafeteria with, uh, yes. with you, me, and Ryan Neemiller. We do that show weekly. Mm-hmm. So if you like this show, you're going to like uh, that one. And you've done a bunch of stuff. Tell me who you are. Well, of course, the official name of the podcast is The Cafeteria Podcast, starring Brent Terhune, along with Featuring. Johnny LaQuasto and Ryan Neemiller. <laughs> Featuring yeah. And featuring Ryan Neemiller. In a smaller font. <laughs> and starring Brent Terhune. <laughs> that's what that's what you sounded jumping from the second floor balcony. <laughs> oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> oh, half Hank Hill falling out. Yeah. Uh, but you, 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 you just had a new special out. So let's talk about yeah. that. How about that? Uh, well, yeah, man, I've been, you know, been doing stand-up, I think about the, the same amount as you. Maybe you started a little before me. I think you started very young, right? I did start young, yes. You were like a teenager. I'm yeah, You were a teen. You were one of them teen comics. I know. It was, mm-hmm. uh, Chappelle started at 14, and then me, you know? We're a, all the good ones start mm-hmm. early. Very similar career trajectories. <laughs> yes. As well. You and uh, Chappelle. Yeah, I was supposed to be also be in a half movie baked called too. Half-Baked, but it was about cookie yeah. dough. So. <laughs> it was more of a documentary, actually. Yeah, it was It was the thing that I recreate every night at my house. Yeah. But your, your new special I mean, who needs to out? cook it? Yeah. You don't... Yes, it's out. It's so... Um, I'm bad at talking about myself. Uh, shot it in November of 2018, mm-hmm. but then I, I put it on the shelf when I got another opportunity 
And then over the past year, I was I had the freedom to get it out there. I was able to get a distribution deal, about a 10-month process for doing that to them, you know, going over it, to them selling it, and blah, blah, blah. And now it's officially out on uh, Roku, on Tubi, and on Zumo. But mm-hmm. the two big ones there are Roku and Tubi. It'll probably end up going a few more places, but right now it's streaming for free. For some reason, yeah. when I say free, it has to be in capital letters. But it's cost you nothing for free. to go watch this. And like we've said on, oh. on every other thing that where you can stream it and, and very few ads play, don't you don't even have to watch it. Just turn it on and let it play mm-hmm. so Johnny can make some money off of this. From what I understand, so, that's how it. the money. Yeah, I mean, you could watch it with the sound off is my favorite way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's how the money comes in is... Uh, ad revenue. So you watch for free. There's only a couple of ad breaks, not counting the parody commercials that I put in there myself. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I am very excited about it. I'm mm-hmm. quite proud of it. I think it's a really fun special. It looks and, great. Uh, you know, that, yeah. and that's the thing is sometimes you, you see a special and you're like, you know, the jo- the content is there, but then, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't look great, but this thing, you got a great backdrop. It looks great that, you know, you put out a bunch of clips on your TikTok and all your social media looks, it looks great. So, and, and if anything, go download Tubi, the, the app T-U-B-I. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of movies and stuff on there that I watch all the time. And again, that's all free. Dude, you might, you probably do know this. Tubi has every George Carlin special ever. It has all 15 Mm-hmm. Maybe he has more, but Tubi, I counted, has 15 George Carlin specials. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what stuff you could just get for free. Yeah, like I haven't gone through them all yet, but that's my my next, I don't really watch a lot of things, but my next mm-hmm. goal is to, you know, watch all the Carlin specials on yeah. Tubi because my God, you want to talk about a library of brilliance? Holy mm-hmm. shit, you know, yeah, so yeah, from, Tubi's and- great, you know. And with Carlin, you could definitely see the evolution of a comedian from, I don't know, I don't think there would be like anything Burns and Carlin. It was, he started as a two-man duo with another Mm -hmm. guy, clean cut, you know, doing Ed Sullivan, Merv Griffin or whatever. And then you saw the evolution of bearded, hippie, dippy weatherman type guy to this, you know, grumpy old man that he was at the end. It's amazing. My favorite opener, and I I want to say it was a special from 05 where everyone's cheering for him so loud. He has to say, why is it like five times before he gets his sentence out? Why Why is it that people are against abortion are the ones you don't want to fuck in the first place? There's something like that. Why is it the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? And he opens with an abortion bit that's about 10 minutes long, which granted that that is George Carlin's audience. Like that's, that's harder to pull off if you're just going up in front of a crowd on a Saturday night that are there for comedy. Oh but yeah. Still the bit is great. And what, what balls to just open up with the abortion bit. Dude. That's like a mm. middle of the set end of the set type thing, but no, he opens with it. Well, that's the cool thing about shooting a special though. You can make it yours. Mm-hmm. So if you're lucky enough to be in front of an audience where people are, are there to see you, you know, you can get away with more and you can really feel comfortable being who you are. Like I know with whenever your next special is going to be, which would be soon, I hope, you'll be able to shoot it in front of the audience that you want. Like dry bar was dope, but like the dry bar people didn't necessarily know who you were. You still killed Mm -hmm. it. But now going into it, whenever your next special is going to be, 
like when you get it in front of like I promoted mine all on my own. And so like it was really cool because the people that came out for the most part, some people hadn't didn't know who I was. Some people just saw online, oh, taping, free tickets, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot of people had seen me over the previous decade, yeah. you know, and I just had that like confidence going into recording. I'm like, I could just completely be myself. I was a little amped up, like in hindsight, I think my energy was a little higher than I wanted to be to start. But at the same time, it's like, well, what the hell? It's my first special in my life. So yeah, of course I'm going to shit my pants a little bit, but it was really cool. Like, I don't know. It just, it just felt great. And like, it was really fun putting the whole set together. And then like, um, you know, I kind of did like the little docu vlog uh, leading up to the special, like the two months before, like just all the the hustle that went into it. Yeah. Prepping and getting your backdrop right and getting the, you know, your, your setting and your, your, your lighting, which is something people don't think about is how does this look on camera? They just usually, you know, you just, if you're putting a camera in the back, you just go up and however it looks, it looks, you know, but you're, pl- you're plotting your set, you're getting your sketches and co- just coordinating with other people to be in a video is yep. so hard. So Dude, it's funny you say that's that why because it's just me and videos, <laughs> a friend of our, I think, I assume he's a friend of yours. He's a comic from Indiana. He's filming his special the end of this month. Mm-hmm. And he called me last week to ask me a couple of questions. And he's filming in, um, maybe he's not from Indiana. He's from, he's from the Midwest. Okay. I think Nebraska. It's all the same, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's filming in like an old theater in his town and he's basically mm-hmm. just getting the venue for next to nothing. There's no events going on. And we're going through, I'm going through like the mental checklist that I think is important. And at one point I go, also, dude, the lighting, get, get a lighting professional. He's like, oh, wow, lighting. I hadn't really thought about that. I'm like, bro, your special's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. you need to fly, like, if you don't have a good crew, you need to fly them out. You need to spend the money. Cause I'm like, a lot of comics don't even think about all the intangibles and all the subtleties. It is so easy for anyone watching a comedy special to click the channel to something else. It really mm-hmm. is. And so my thing was, I was like, I am doing every detail possible. I don't want to give anyone any reason to tune out other than the fact that they hate my face. I can't do anything about that. But mm-hmm. otherwise, the jokes are going to be the jokes and how you look is how you're going to, but you can control a lot of things. So damn right. why not, why not be in charge of that? And at, at least if they change it, you could be like, I tried rather than, ah, I didn't even Yeah. And you and I are kind of the same mindset where it's like anything we we do as that's our project, we want to make it as good as possible. Like you're super detailed with your delivery and like all the stuff you do. And for me, it was like, shit, I've been doing stand-up for almost 15 years. If I'm doing a special, I'm going to make sure it's the best possible. I don't want to give anyone any reason to not watch. I don't want to give anyone in the industry to like say, nah, it wasn't really my thing. It's like, no, it was pretty good. So yeah, I, it was really like fun being so detailed and so anal about it. Cause it's like, it's, it's your thing that like, I don't know, 30 years from now when I don't know, our kids or whatever. Well, I'm not going to have kids, but if they think I'm like not a cool dad, I'm like, Oh yeah. Watch me tell dick jokes for an hour. Boom. Yeah. yeah in my head, it's always, <laughs> if you're going to do something that's quote forever, at least try yeah yeah hell yeah let's uh your again your special is physical therapy it's right now on uh tubi zumo and roku for free go watch it that's right it's streaming for free johnny laquasto physical therapy 
It's a 62-minute joyride is what I like to describe it as. I like to describe it as a summer blockbuster. It was up there with Jaws, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Independence Day. I mean, look, it's I'd, I'd put it a step above Independence Day because it won't take up two and a half hours of your time. I've never seen it, so. But I know it's a Are a you shitting me? Blockbuster. Yeah, I'm not shitting you. There's a what? lot of movies that I've never seen. I don't, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm good. I don't have to see Okay. <laughs> well, no, look, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen either, but I think obviously you're a horror uh, fan and a yeah. comedy fan, so you probably spend most of your movie time watching those things. Sometimes. And then, you know, sometimes I, I find the list of here's the movies you got to see, and I, I watch some of them, and I appreciate them, but that sometimes a movie is built up so much that it never lives up to my expectations. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll catch it one of these days on uh, Tubi after your special. Well, that, that's why I love, uh, you mentioned a couple of horror movies on the cafeteria that blew my mind that they actually existed. What was it? The Abe Lincoln vampire hunter? Uh, well, that, that one is a real one. Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. And then there was a knockoff one, which I haven't seen, but that one is Abraham oh. Lincoln zombie something hunter, probably just zombie Slayer. hunter. But then the one that mm-hmm. we talked about extensively was uh uh army of frankensteins and that yes now is that on tubi i did watch that on tubi and it's uh essentially frankenstein is built in the modern day but then somehow time travels back to the civil war and an army of frankensteins fights the confederacy and they also have their own super frankenstein too who fights who is pro-slavery That's the best part, man. Like people think Netflix has a deep catalog. Nah, Tubi has got that catalog (laughs) and it's free. I got to watch Army of Frankenstein. Well, let's let's jump into our speaking of Frankenstein, Uh, right? Haunted, you know, let's let's make a a transition from Frankenstein to haunted objects. Speaking of big feet, (laughs) you're interested in the paranormal and uh, I assume not necessarily paranormal, but Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster, the that type of world have you been on a ghost hunt before anything like that yeah i've been a paranormal geek for so many years even Mm -hmm. you know pretty much since i was a kid and uh yeah i've done uh paranormal investigations i've i i've had paranormal show ideas that i've tried Mm -hmm. to like get off the ground um i don't have time to watch them that much anymore but i used to be like religiously watching paranormal tv shows uh there that was pretty much like my DVR was creepy. It was like wrestling and ghosts on my DVR. Yeah. And that was it. It was like, you know, ghost adventures, ghost hunters. It was um, all the other shows on Travel the Channel. Haunting. They had some really good ones. There was, yeah, all those. Yes. The, celebrity there's one on Netflix stories. now that's creepy. If you find also the, the Roddy, uh, the Rowdy Roddy Piper one, the celebrity ghost stories one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Also, there's a show called School Spirits that was running for a couple seasons where it was all about hauntings at different universities. And like 80% of the stories were from Pennsylvania because our schools are so goddamn haunted back then. Yeah, well, there's so many battles and uh, and stuff because of those Frankensteins Mm -hmm. fighting in the Civil War. That's the thing. is It's funny because when you go to Gettysburg, I've gotten EVPs before. I go once a year. Mm -hmm. And the one EVP I got was like, oh. And I'm like, you know what? Now I realize. And then you could hear, it's alive! Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the Frankensteins. Damn it! Uh, so, have you had any uh, had a personal ex- 
any anything haunted or cursed or anything like that that stuff terrifies me so i love the paranormal Mm -hmm. but i want to keep that shit at a distance like for me the kind of hauntings i'm into are like maybe a confused ghost they might not know where they're at like that's why i love gettysburg because like Mm -hmm. you want to go there and show respect to whatever spirits are still there or like grandpa that won't stop walking up the steps at two in the morning it's like go to bed pop and it's like okay i am terrified of the evil shit like to be honest when when we came up with this topic i was scared to even do research on haunted objects because in my mind i'm like oh my god if I do an internet search on haunted objects, my computer's gonna get haunted. And then I'm really in trouble because I look at my computer a lot. So like, as soon as I got done looking stuff up, I hit the uh, the, 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 uh, the search History, gimmick and yeah. I, I deleted the previous, yeah, I deleted the previous hour of uh, of history. That's why I search for this kind of stuff. You should do it on Ignito mode because they can't, they can't follow that on Google oh. Chrome. Or do it on the yeah, dark those, web. Those- how I prefer is on a, a Ouija board, is how I say oh. it. Ouija, not Ouija, but Ouija. I did all my research on a Ouija board. And wouldn't you know what? I forgot to close out the spirit realm, so something's going to happen. Well, good thing you have a you have a VPN on that Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, it was on Very the fun. dark web. On the, now that I'm talking about it, something's going to happen. But uh, uh, are you a believer that uh, <laughs> some of these items are going to be haunted items, and some would be probably considered cursed? When you think of a ghost. Uh, first off, it sounds like you do believe in ghosts, but do you believe a ghost oh, is yeah. a dead person or do you believe it's like a, uh, time? I, I think some people call it a time slip. So you see somebody on the battlefield in Gettysburg, that's not necessarily a dead person. That's just kind of like the past coming, slipping into the future. What, how do you feel about what a quote ghost is? Well, that's the thing. A lot of hauntings are residual energy from human beings like a lot of times there's like a there's an energy that's kind of left over that isn't necessarily a ghost it's just the energy that's still there in a way Mm -hmm. as far as what is a ghost to me well there's different ones because there's intelligent hauntings and then there's residual hauntings like yeah like somebody pressed play on a on a video and you just kind of saw that video walk through the gettys you know battlefield at gettysburg like mm-hmm. maybe those things wouldn't even interact with you, but it just kind of is on a loop. Yeah. And that, that's the, thing. that makes you wonder. It's like, well, is that a specific person that is so confused still and, and is stuck there and was never given a proper send off or who knows? Cause a lot of mm-hmm. them weren't 51,000 people in like three days, mm-hmm. but then there's like the intelligent hauntings where, and that's where you get the whole, you know, uh, haunted object versus cursed object. Mm-hmm. And the cursed ones are terrifying. I was reading an article by Zach Bagans from uh, Ghost Adventures. Adventures. Yeah. So he's got a, a haunted museum. And mm-hmm. I I want to say it's in Vegas. I might be it wrong. It is in Vegas. Yeah. There and you go. And he's got that show. I think it's just all haunted objects. Oh, God. He's insane. Like, I know people make fun of Zach because he likes to taunt ghosts and his energy is insane. And I get that. But man, like, I... I have respect for the fact that he's willing to have a haunted ass museum with some of the scariest objects in the world. Like I was reading some of the stuff he had. He had the um, the one box. Oh shit, I forget the the Dukin box or the yeah. It's uh, I I don't think I put it on this list that we we're going to talk about, but I did see it. It was, mm. it was like an old uh, wine. Was it for like wine or something? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it's something uh, in. 
it's something involving the, the Jewish religion, I believe. And in, in the article, he told a story about how like somehow he's friends with Post Malone because why wouldn't he be, right? Yeah, yeah. And he invited Post Malone to the Haunted Museum and he said shit went crazy. Like they got near the box and they both like got nauseous or something. And then like three really bad events happened to Post Malone within the next few weeks. The the Dibuk box, or I, I don't know how to Dibik. say this. Yeah, Dibik. Uh, according to Jewish folklore, a Dibik is a dark spirit that takes over the bodies of living people and uses them for evil. Legend has it that a Dibik can be trapped inside of a box and prevented from causing mischief. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, and I think this one I read had been bought and sold on eBay for a while before I think he actually bought it and put it in the museum. Yeah, my question is, you know, why did he put it in the museum? Was it to keep it away from anyone else? Or is it because, yo, this is the kind of attraction people would actually want to come see? The fact that that divot box is in the center of that room, I don't want to go to that goddamn museum now. <laughs> that would be a stop on my Vegas. I would go to the mob museum again. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, but then also I would stop into the haunted, the, the haunted thing, the haunted mm. museum. Even though it's like, if you're a believer in that stuff, you probably believe that something could attach to you. You know, I do. Yeah, I totally do. Well, so here's another one that could be that's very similar, but it's uh, Robert the Doll. Do you know about Robert the Doll? I sure do. Looks like a little sailor boy. He does. <laughs> and it, he looks like a precious moment. He, a little bit of a Curious George vibe. <laughs> that's true. Well, right. and I, I've heard that Robert the doll doesn't like you make fun of making fun of him. So just kidding. See, God Robert. damn it. This is why. And, okay. In 1906, a mistreated servant of the Otto family imbued a doll with dark spirits and gave it uh, as a gift to the youngest son of the Otto family. His name was also Robert, oh. uh, who named the doll after himself. So oh. that's like if I had Brent and little Brent, and I don't mean my penis. What you do. Yes. Uh, his... Uh, it's actually Brent and Big Brent. You know what I'm saying? Come on. It's Brent uh, and Thick Brent. <laughs> thick Brent. What uh, up, Thick Brent? What? Come on, Chode Brent. <laughs> uh, his parents said that they could never, uh, they could uh, hear their son speaking to the doll all evening and that they would hear the doll speak back in a guttural voice. After Robert, the man, passed away, uh, the doll moved on to a new home where it allegedly, allegedly attacked a young girl and it was seen roaming the hallways. So now the doll is kept in the East Martello Museum. And I've I've listened to podcasts and stuff about this where you like you got to take you got to ask the the doll's permission to take its picture. You know, you can't be talking shit about the doll while you're around it cuz bad stuff happens whether that's hmm. I lost my job, somebody died or I got a flat tire on the way home. Yeah, I'm not taking a picture. That's also in Vegas, I think. I, I thought it was in like Florida. Well, that would make sense because Florida's haunted. But yeah, I that's the thing is like for people that don't believe in the paranormal that think it's all just a farce and that it's all goofy, they're going to go in there and be like, oh, let me take a picture of this little doll. Like, I don't want to go anywhere near that doll. All right. I'm yeah. not like I'm not taking a chance. I don't need to take that kind of chance in my life. I don't yeah. want to be near Robert. I hope Thanks. he's peaceful. Yeah, I don't I don't need a doll messing with my already not so good luck. No shit. Like, dude, I'm I'm afraid enough of most things. I don't need a 16-ounce doll 
making shit worse. That's like if you just walked under a ladder on purpose, essentially. And if you talk shit about the ladder, it would get revenge. Look, I don't even want to. I'd rather walk under one than climb one. That They're both shitty for me. I just <laughs> yeah, stay bad, away from ladders. Bad things happen either way. By the way, yes. uh, Key West was where the, the museum is. Really? Where Robert is? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You're in Key West. You're so close to the water. Well, you know, why not send him for a swim? Just, uh, but he'll probably come back. You've seen enough Twilight Zone episodes to know that you take the doll and you put it in the trash can and the next day it's back in your house. He's very much like Chucky. It's talky yeah. Tina. Mm. <laughs> uh, the phone, another haunted or cursed, and this is not even object, but a thing, the phone number 359-888-888-888. And the, the 359 has a plus sign. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a, a, a foreign phone number. I don't know how to read that. Maybe because I'm dumb. But three people had this phone number that I just read. All died died a terrible death. One died oh. of an alleged radioactive poisoning, while the other two holders of the number were gunned down. What? Uh, one while on a date, the other while having lunch. Uh, it kind of sounds like all three of these guys were targets for the mafia or government death program. But... So apparently if you have this number, which that, that's, I, as I read it, that doesn't have enough numbers in it to be like a, a U.S. number. Well, if if two of them were targeted by the mafia, that would make sense. Like one, they take care of, then they hire a new guy and they're like, hey, we got your cell phone, kid. <laughs> you know what <laughs> What's I mean? the like, number? You already got it. We, we don't, <laughs> we don't want to learn a new number because we don't write nothing down. Wait, how many eights are we talking about? Uh, three sets of three eights. So eight, 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 eight. That sounds that like was, uh, UK or something. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. And I should have just Googled. It's a simple Google, but we're, we're live in a living color, Johnny. There's no time yeah. to be Googling things. And you and I don't, you know, research. So yeah. Can you imagine? So you, what if this number was updated to like texting? Now you could text with this number. Oh boy. Also, that number sounds like a random law firm that you would see a commercial for in the middle of the day. Yeah. If you, know. you want to save some money on calling collect, you dial 1010 to yeah. was it 1010220 or whatever. <laughs> some guy in a suit comes on who's clearly not comfortable being on camera and he's like, "Did a dog snip you in the grundle? Call 888-8888-8888." And then he's looking real serious into the camera. Have you or a loved one been cursed? We'll yeah. call this number, which if is you, also cursed. If you think you have mesothelioma, call 888 Have you or a loved one died? Call me. Right. I will get the money that you won't be able to use. That I'll take for me. 90% of it. Sometimes I watch I'll watch these talk shows uh during the day with my mom. I'll go over there to see her. And it is lawyer commercial after lawyer commercial, also. Yeah. Uh, everybody's heating and cooling is somehow messed up. Mm-hmm. There's like three different types of commercials, but they're all different, but it's like the same. And if you want to buy some new windows, Johnny, they got you covered. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, look, during those, uh, during those business hours, if you will, you got a lot of people who are either unemployed or they're injured or they're uh, looking to make some money by being so happy. So let's yeah. go. You know, let's uh, have, let's have you fall in the store on a grape. 
You know how much you can get for a slip and fall in the stow? Uh, I'd say quite a bit. If you knew the, if it, the movie Friday, you can get a lot of money. That, I, that line's from that movie. I didn't know that line, actually. You Shit. know how much you can get for a flip, slip and fall in the stow? And he's like, oh, my neck, my neck and my back. And he's like, man, get your ass up. <laughs> I need um, a backyotomy. Doctor said I need a backyotomy. See, that's <laughs> half-baked, mm-hmm. which I was going to, I co-star in nightly. Circling back around. Uh, Thomas Busby's chair. Uh, it's just, the picture is just a regular chair. But that's the most cursed thing, by the way. It's just regular items. This chair is so cursed that if you sit on it, you're going to die. Shut up. Obviously, This says, obviously, everyone's going to die, but the chair just speeds up the process. A little backstory. Thomas Busby was a nasty guy who murdered his father in 1702. Mm. And a chair that he liked to sit on uh, and was thought to be unlucky Unlucky after multiple people died uh, in it after sitting in it. So now the chair is suspended in the Thirsk uh, Museum. It's up on a wall so nobody can sit on it. But it's uh, apparently a haunted chair, Johnny. And it's a 419-year-old chair. It's very old. And it's, but it's like, now do you think... It's an old-timey chair. Do you think in 400 years we're going to have like a haunted lazy boy? Yeah. Like this, you know, this guy did so many bad things, but that now his his uh, Sky Mall uh, massage chair is is bad for you? A cursed TV tray? Yeah, that's like, when are we going to get some new ghosts? Right. We need some lazy, angry ghosts. When, when is there going to be a ghost on his phone? Yeah. What the hell, man? Ghost, ghost be texting people. I've heard those stories. That's what, you know, the all-time classic bit is ghost be texting. Yeah. Probably from 359-888. That was going to be the uh, title of my special, ghost be texting. Unfortunately, I didn't have any material uh, to where it would make sense. Yeah, you worked backwards. You came up with the title and then just didn't text me now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this one is one that everybody knows, but they don't. They probably don't know. Maybe they do know what it actually looks like. Is Annabelle the doll? Yeah. So this story is weird, and this the, the people behind it are what the famous married couple, right? The the Warrens of the the Conjuring franchise. What's funny about the Warrens is they got super famous, and the whole thing. I I'm friends with actual paranormal professionals, those who have been doing it for years, some of which who have been on television, some of which who have written books, they are absolutely certain the Warrens were a couple of frauds that oh, were yeah? just really good promoters, really good marketers, and that they they blew things out of proportion, which I found really interesting. But yeah, uh, Annabelle is just a raggedy and doll. Yeah, raggedy and doll. Like and they, of course, I think they probably had to change it for the movie because- probably copyright reasons, but also probably more so the Annabelle in the movie is much creepier than just a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, I've seen photos of the actual Annabelle and it's it's kind of adorable. It's locked up in a glass case and it said, uh, definitely do not open. That's what- uh, Positively do not open. I'm sorry, yes, positively yeah, yeah. do not open. Yeah. Well, yeah. But there are, there's also something creepy about just the everyday doll being- haunted or possessed like that's mm-hmm. if you just saw it at goodwill or that's at your grandma's house because it used to be your doll 
there's something about creepy about that as well. Dude, I went to in North Carolina. There's a, a Bigfoot museum, right? It's, well, it's mm-hmm. called the Bigfoot Museum and Paranormal Oddities or something. And this one guy has a really old house from 300 years ago, and the house itself is haunted. And he turned the whole front of his house into a museum. And I was on, on a little road trip last summer, and I went. And he's got a couple haunted dolls in mm-hmm. glass cases that had really interesting stories. He's got haunted items too. He's got haunted farm equipment. Oh, yeah. And one of them is like a weird kind of rickshaw looking thing, which is terrifying to begin with that. I don't know. Apparently, I don't know if it was like Christine where it just came alive and started chopping people. I'm not really sure what the story was, but yeah, apparently this thing, he's got a lot of weird haunted things in the front of the store. There was a news story a few months ago that a, a couple will, uh, they've started somewhat of a, it's a, it's not a dating website, but it's very much that they find and rehome haunted dolls. So if you go to this couple and you say, Hey, I want to, I want to adopt a doll. So then they and go on their inventory and will find the right haunted doll for you. They interview you. So it's, I don't, you know, could be that these things are haunted or it could just be a weird couple auditioning you to get this doll in the mail. So there are people seeking out haunted dolls. Yeah. And they go to someone who somehow has a collection of haunted dolls mm-hmm. and it's a television show. Uh, I saw the news story. It, it wouldn't be surprise me if this would be, it would become oh. a TV show, oh, but God. They, they did like a, it was a probably, it was a news interview, but I think I watched it on YouTube, but another guy that's been on this show, Dave Schrader, do you know Dave at all? I know the name. I don't believe I know yeah. him personally. I'm not, I'm not friends, friends with him, but I, you know, obviously he was on the show and I would listen to his show all the time. And for a long time, he was a, a, a guest host of coast to coast AM, but oh. I think for a time he would take your haunted dolls and like keep them probably in his attic or garage or so, essentially to not have them out in circulation. So maybe bad things would happen. Dude, I'd even be afraid to do that. Like, even if it was in like, well, even especially an attic, that shit's above you. And if, yeah. if they're all together, imagine the kind of romper room, Muppet babies, crazy <laughs> shit that could be happening. Yeah, don't quote. I don't know if where he was keeping them, but I think that's what he was doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's I guess there's a, a market for haunted doll and dolls. Some of these just look creepy anyway. The next door neighbor to my mom's house my whole life, she just had these porcelain dolls and especially the porcelain. There's just the one face they make. And they, they're just all looking at you. It's just uh, creepy. I Look, there's something for everyone. I, for the life of me, do not understand anyone who likes to collect those kind of dolls and just puts them on display. It's almost like in 2021, say, someone saying like, hey, I want to be a clown. Eh, <laughs> the market's not really there anymore. I don't know how anyone understands or appreciates collecting those kind of dolls and just putting them in like to me there's there's some little off little off it's about like you. uh I, you know i collect uh, monkeys paws yeah you know just just uh, put them around my neck. wish yeah have it have it go bad <laughs> uh but annabelle the doll belonged to a nursing student named donna who had to have her home exercised by a priest after the doll quote attacked one of her friends yeah you gotta put so, that house on a damn treadmill that's for sure the the thing with the uh, the Warrens that to me I don't care one way or another. 
that they if they were uh, shysters or because so, I enjoy the the movies. I remember the the new uh, movie came out like a month ago, the uh, uh, Conjuring Three, and people and all these horror groups on Facebook were like, uh, "Yeah, this never happened, and this never happened." And it all comes down to this is a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff in this movie is for entertainment. Yes. How many conjurings so, have there been? Three conjurings. There's been three Annabelle movies. Okay. Um, so that they've kind of spun it off into the conjuring universe. There's a movie called The Nun. And yes, uh, I heard that one's yeah. well, the nun is creepy because you know, being a former Catholic and just that, you know, it's it looks creepy anyway. But just there's something about that Catholicism demon aspect that is creepy to me. So where is the original truth coming from Annabelle or The Conjuring? Or is it both? Um, you mean what, what the real story was? Like what, what movie came first, Annabelle or The Conjuring? The Conjuring, the first one, I think. Okay, then, so The Conjuring it, were based off of supposedly what the Warrens did in their field of work or whatever. And then yeah. Annabelle was another thing that happened. And then boom, it's all part of the scary ass yeah. universe. Okay. So I think, you know, I think they, they were paranormal investigators. So they're, there's a good documentary on it's um, Discovery Plus, which I could tell you, you'd have to Google it. But uh, what, whether they were shysters or not, it, nothing surprises me. So if they were, I'm not surprised, Sure. you know, because I think a lot of the ghost hunting shows nowadays, you got to you got to have some results in a show. Can't yep. just be like, ah, nothing happened. You know, I can guarantee you that they sweeten a lot of things on those uh, some shows, some shows. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, coming from a guy who's done two comedy albums. You definitely have to sweeten some things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just uh, put out a special. No. <laughs> right. Trust me. I think this was one uh, on that uh, Zach Bagan's Haunted Objects show, uh, mm. but it was the Crying Boy painting. Oh, God, dude, I read about that, too. So it was a, it was a guy who painted an old photo of himself, right? Is that the one we're talking about? I don't or a different so. one. I don't know. Okay. Tell me the one if you remember it. Tell me what you were going to say. The the painting I heard about was a guy who painted an old photo of himself and a little girl just like standing on the street. And for some reason that painting became like super haunted and caused a lot of issues with anyone who owned the painting. And now I, someone paid a lot of money for it. I don't know. I think you was it the the it was something the hands painting. It's it was called, with, yeah, the, the boy something, something. I'll look at it. You told me about the other painting. The hands resist him. That's one of those paintings. Yep, but that's the one. Yeah. And that's just, it's a weird painting anyway. It's, uh, you can Google, it's called the hands. Uh, the hands, the hands resist him. him. Resist him. Okay, yeah. Which the painting itself is weird. Okay, it's, it's a boy standing next to a little girl doll. And apparently whoever's owned this painting has seen the boy crawling out of the painting. And it's it's supposedly the world's, uh, the internet's most haunted painting. I don't get it. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, the, the, here's the the one I was going to talk about. It was the the crying boy painting. And get, I, don't, I don't know if you can guess what is in this painting, but it's a uh, crying boy. Mm. Uh, one of the more interesting haunted items. The crying boy was mass produced painting by Bruno um, uh, Amadio, maybe, that was uh, distributed in post-war England. All of a sudden, the houses in which the paintings were hung caught on fire. 
uh, not at the same time, but you, you know, these houses would catch on fire. The only thing to survive the flames was the crying boy painting. Firefighters began to believe the paintings were cursed. And after some research in 2010, it was discovered that the paintings were coated and fire repellent. Oh, they were woof. Usually okay. saved them uh, was the, the reason so many survived the fires, which if you ask me, I don't know why you just didn't paint your whole house in that. Wow. Fire repellent. Okay. And I think that was one of the, that was one of the objects on that that Zach Bagan's haunted objects show. Yeah, uh, it was a haunted antiques roadshow. I don't know what it's called, but uh, yeah, just so these paintings surviving the houses being burnt down, a little creepy. Man, so this uh, the hands that resist him ended up going for sale on eBay and get becoming like a viral thing twenty years ago. It sold for over a thousand dollars. There's a couple that claimed the painting was cursed and the guy painted it in 1972 and the story behind it in his brain is very weird. It's a, it's a boy, which was him at five and a little doll. And then a bunch of hands pressed against the window behind them. And it was supposed to be a uh, represent a dividing line between the waking world and a world of fantasy and impossibilities. And the gall is going to, the doll is going to be the guide that'll take him through it. And then the hands are alternate lives or possibilities and holy shit. And so uh, now I don't know where the hell it is. Uh, the guy who painted the original one commissioned a sequel painting in 2004 called Resistance at the Threshold. And it's the same characters 40 plus years later. Ugh. There's another one, 2012. The Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada announced it had acquired the prequel painting. All three commission can be seen on his website page, The Hands Resist Him. And then he, in 2021, he created a new one called What Remains. Ugh, okay. He's a creepy guy. He's he's a, wow. All right. Just, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a, the, the Hands Resist Him is just kind of a, a weird painting in general. Just now, a question: weird Kid standing. Anytime there's a kid standing there, it's weird. Go ahead. Is the haunted museum the Zach Bagans Museum, or are we talking multiple haunted museums in Vegas? That's that's, that's his museum, I think. Damn, I gotta go to this. Although I'm a little scared. I like at the lie. beginning, you're like, "No, nah, I'm not going." Then you're like, "Man, I need <gasps> to go check this out." <laughs> it, it, it's it's like I, when I walk through like uh, Halloween horror nights, I don't open my eyes the entire night, but then I can be like, "Hey, I went. I went. See, yeah. I was there. Wonder what I peed." If you can, what at the at the haunted museum? What kind of gift shop they have? Can you buy little pieces of wood from the haunted chairs or whatever they got? I would imagine you can buy like a. Um, you could probably get a couple of dolls. Mm -hmm. You could probably get like a couple of baby tees that when you wear them, you'll feel. I thought you were gonna say Ill. baby teeth. Well, <laughs> yeah, baby teeth. You can get baby teeth necklace. Sure. Yeah. You know, you buy a t-shirt. You get a free demon. Just comes yeah. home with you. You could buy the bonnet of a Civil War widow, I'm sure. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got two more, and then we got to wrap it. Well, a couple more. Oh, yeah. uh, the Bassano vase is thought to be one of the most haunted objects in the world. Good thing it's allegedly locked in a coffin that's been buried in a mystery spot. The vase was given to a woman in northern uh, Napoli as a wedding gift, and then she was murdered. And then the vase was passed on through her family where those people also died. Uh, so maybe 
maybe it was haunted. Maybe people just die because, you know, that's how life it's works. A, it's a creepy lamp and a really bad genie. In 1988, the vase was found with a note that said, beware, this vase brings death. Oh, come on. Damn it. Who puts that inside the vase, though? Once you've read it on the outside or break it. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Little Bastard, and I don't mean what my dad called me. <laughs> was Little Bastard was James Dean's Porsche 550 Spider, which he bought while filming Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, one week after purchasing the car, he died in a car crash, but Little Ooh. Bastard didn't stop there. The guy who sold Dean the car bought the body, and it fell off a trailer, maiming a mechanic. Then when someone tried to steal the car, the thief ripped his arm open on the steering wheel so i don't he ripped his arm open i don't know if that's haunted, wait a minute you know this is the car james dean died in yeah so i think that you know the parts of the you know now it's famous because that's the car that james dean died in you know uh the car disappeared during transportation hasn't been seen since so the guy that initially sold it to him bought it back yeah and it just didn't act right I guess. Well, I think it was totaled. I'd have to, I'd, I, I don't spend a lot of time Googling uh, James Dean death photos. <laughs> no, yeah, same. By the way, speaking of James Dean, I know his career would have been phenomenal. It was for how young he was. And a rebel without a cause is famous. So I was on a flight about a year ago. Uh, no, over a year ago, because pandemic. And, uh, you know, the flights have a bunch of old movies and stuff. I was like, oh, rebel without a cause. I've never seen it. I've heard a lot about it. It is garbage. It is a bad movie. Yeah, I never, because I know there are like, he did Giant and East of Eden and Rebel Without a Cause. I think there's the big three, the only three. I don't know. Either way, I've never seen any of them. And he's from Indiana. Every year they have a James Dean festival. Um, Yeah, I just haven't seen it. You're the second most handsome man from Indiana. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not going to buy any cars named uh, Little Bastard. (laughs) Or named Dean. (laughs) You're not going to eat Jimmy Dean sausage. None of that shit. The only way I mess with James Dean is if I go to a 50s diner. And I can look up on the wall and see James Dean and Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Mm -hmm. uh, and other people. I don't know. Those are the uh, Humphrey Bogart. I wonder if all three, when they died, they're like, I hope we get a starring role at all 50s diners. Yeah. They're like, I hope people can eat ham and eggs while staring up at our black and white photos with a root be afloat. <laughs> I will say anyone listening to this, if you think differently about rebel without a cause, please explain to me how it's a good movie. James Dean is the lead character. Generally you want to root for the lead character. He's the baby face. If we're put in wrestling terms, mm-hmm. there was nothing likable. I'm not saying he was a bad actor. He wasn't, there was nothing likable about his character and he had no reason to be such a snot. So I'm mm-hmm. watching this movie. I'm like, this is awful. This is such a bad movie. I understand. Okay. Yeah. It got him famous, but I'm trying to figure out why is this movie still revered as a good movie? James Dean was a star. I'm not denying that. Why was this movie so revered even like 70 or whatever years later? Maybe it's because it, one of those, because he died, you know, maybe it's not good. Uh, last Let's one, <laughs> the uh, Myrtle's plantation mirror. Uh, you look, you had me at plantation. Of course it's haunted. Bad news, bad news. If you don't Mm -mm. know, the Myrtle's plantation house is supposedly one of the most haunted houses in the world. Again, Johnny, Mm -mm. that's not surprising. 
Which makes sense because nothing good happened at a plantation during the 18th and 19th centuries, let alone a plantation that was built on ancient, uh, says here, Indian burial ground. God damn it. Honestly, plantations should be haunted as a reminder of how bad our history is. You know what I mean? Like, I hope those, I hope the spirits get put to rest, but I also want them to be like a reminder, like, hey, this was you know, not good for us, you know. When us white people come to your plantation and stay there for the B and B, to get a little get a get a, have uh, a getaway from our our nine to fives, and we're at the winery on on the plantation, dude. You know, that could, me could you could uh, you ghost not interrupt me and my wife at our plantation getaway? Dude, that's I mean, infuriating when they reopen these things and don't even like give you any history they're just like well no we just renovated the whole thing and, you know uh, breakfast is from 7 to 10 a.m and you could do bocce ball out in the backyard if you like do a little cornhole yeah. we're on vacation we've been through enough okay god damn it <laughs> Gee, uh, it's a plantation built on native american burial grounds there was at least one murder on the on the premises surprise i'm surprised that there's not more murders there were plantation. there yeah. were trust me uh, being a plantation house, way worse stuff than death happened. Uh, uh, a mirror uh, located in the house supposedly holds the spirits of Sarah Woodruff and two other children. According mm. to custom, uh, mirrors are covered after a death, but legend says that after the poisoning of the Woodruffs, this particular mirror was overlooked. The uncovered mirror reportedly trapped the spirits of Sarah and her kids, mm. who occasionally can be seen uh, leaving handprints on the mirror. And that it's would not surprise mirror. me at all. That would not surprise me, man. The mirrors are a conduit, uh, just the spirits and stuff like that. So yeah, that actually sadly makes a lot of sense. I'm not going yeah. there. Yeah. I'm just, again, just shocked that something so horrible would happen on a plantation, Johnny. After this episode, I'm never looking in mirrors. I'm not sitting in chairs. I'm throwing out all my dolls. Most people would say that, Brent, you don't look like you've looked in a mirror in a long time. (laughs) And it's for that reason. Yeah. You don't want to see anyone staring back at you except Brent or thick Brent. Yeah. The chode Brent. (laughs) Uh, Johnny, thank you for being on the show. Again, your special is physical therapy available now on Tubi, Zumo, and Roku. Roku. Yes. It's an honor to be here, buddy. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud to have you as a friend, and uh, this was a lot of fun going on this little field trip to scare the shit out of each other. Yes, and don't forget to listen to Johnny and I and Ryan Niemiller on our other podcast, The Cafeteria, starring Brent Terhune, featuring Johnny LaQuasto and Ryan Niemiller. And don't give him the respect to saying his name correctly. You don't have to. Ryan Niemiller. (laughs) Thanks, man. Bye.